welcome back to the Wings of Fire family podcast, where we talk about all things Wings of Fire. But today, we will be talking about Anastatic, and also talking about Darkstalker, and the subsection of the Anastatic section we will be talking about today. But before we get started, a few disclaimers, and a few little notes. First of all, somebody asked me how to pronounce F-J-O-R-D, and I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Fjord. So, there you go. Second of all, this one has spoilers for literally any book with Atlas Magic in it. So, for book 14, it will have spoilers. <laughs> I might try to avoid, like, major spoilers for book 14, because it's relatively new, but, you know, there's probably going to be at least one spoiler. But not for, like, books 13, 12, and, um, 11. Just basically any book with the Atlas Magic. So, read the whole series, and then come back to this podcast. the coolest superpower you can literally ever have. You can do anything you want and you can do basically everything with it. It's sort of like you can go invisible, mind read, all in one. And you could do so much more. (laughs) It's like, basically you could just control people and things to do whatever you want them to do. And for me personally, if anyone asked what superpower would you do, I would say animus magic. Because Animus magic is an amazing superpower. Um, yeah. <laughs> but animus magic duh, can also really be dangerous in the case of dragons like Alcross and Darkstalker. And now let's talk about one of those dragons. We're going to be talking about Darkstalker because there's literally a whole book titled Darkstalker Legends. So. Also, major spoilers for Darkstalker Legends. <laughs> Anyways, Darkstalker. So, he just started out as a normal dragon. Like a very normal, cool dragon. That could read minds and see the future. Not that special in the Nightwing chart. I mean, still pretty special, but not that special. Born on three moons. But, then he discovered he had animus magic that he got from um, his dad, Archer. And he was very, the most overpowered dragon I could ever think of. He has so many sorts of power. He could do basically anything. And his mind reading abilities were very, very, very good. And I don't know, but being Darkstalker for a day would be really fun. I'm just curious, how does he like filter all of it out? Because in Moon's head, like, he, Darkstalker just seemed very, very calm about it. Or Moon seemed kind of freaked out. Obviously, Darkstalker did have, like, school and stuff to help him with his mind reading, but, you know. Honestly, he just seems like a very powerful dragon. Probably the most powerful dragon on Kyrie at the time. Or maybe. So then, long story short, he kind of turned evil. And there's this kind of make you in Animus Magic that's like, did he turn evil? 
because of the magic? Or did he turn evil because of the choices he made with the magic? I think it's kind of a bit of both. I feel like it's the feeling of once you realize that you can do anything you want to do, that's when you turn evil. Or, um, and I have also seen somebody else bring this up. I feel like he really started to turn evil in a way and use his Adam's magic for things that weren't particularly good. When Indigo arrived on the scene, and Indigo, you know, threatened to kill him, and he was like, oh gosh, okay, there's a threat, and I'm going to react accordingly. I'm going to trap her. So, uh, I'm not threatened anymore. Madeline doesn't need this person. <laughs> or dragon, I should say. So he did that. It's because, and that's why he created the immortal spell and the invulnerability spell on himself. I feel like it's because he realized that for once in his life, he could really be harmed. And that I can be harmed and I can also do anything I want to do, basically. What should I do in the circumstance? And I guess that was his best decision. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but in the end, I feel like Anna's magic doesn't really drive you insane. Like Fathom, we haven't seen insane Fathom yet, or insane Turtle, or insane, uh, oh yeah, that point I was going to make would not work. I'm gonna just say this, Jerboa 1 is still very insane and bad. Um, but Jerboa 3 is not bad or insane. Well, she kind of just took away Anna's magic, so that said something. <laughs> but, you know, none of the other Anna's magics we've seen are insane. And now, Anemone uh, kind of tipped his hand with Darkstalker, but on her own, she seems pretty chill, you know? Uh, she might be a bit snobby, but she's still pretty chill. I mean, I don't think Anna's magic drives you insane. And now let's talk about Albatross, another dragon who had Anna's magic. Now, Albatross, I'm just gonna say this, is one of the most interesting dragons in the literal whole fandom. Um, so there is a theory that he is half ice cream, and I'm gonna get to that a bit later in this podcast. But, I don't think Albatross got, went insane because of the magic. I feel like he went insane, and he even monologued about it himself, like all the times like Lagoon, his sister, Akimalia, she said that um, he was disposable, that Fathom could replace him any second she wanted to. And he was just kind of abusing her. And it's kind of just like, oh wow, um, I just really feel bad for Albatross. Cause he was just kind of used by his sister uh, at this point. And uh, he got hit with a coconut. Uh, is there really much more I need to say? Because uh, <laughs> if you read the books, you know that it was kind of, kind of led to a cycle of bad things. <laughs> and, um, but Darkstalker and Fathom did meet each other, so that was nice, but, you know. I honestly, personally, I just feel like if Lagoon hadn't said you were disposable Fathom, is better than you or something like that, he wouldn't have gone evil. And it's because a sea wing preferably blue or indigo. 
a blue or indigo sea wing. Um, kind of destroyed like Darkstalker and Fathoms. I would say. no, not Darkstalker and Fathoms. Sorry, Darkstalker and Albatrosses. Um, like kind of destroyed their souls, and it was because this person did something that triggered the thought of, hey, um, yeah, I do have this power which I can do anything with, and I will get back at you because. You have been mean to me, or you've done wrong, or something like that. That's my personal feeling. And then the third thing we are going to discuss about animus magic. Well, um, technically the third and a half, because this these sections kind of overlap. But um, why is it only in certain certain strides? Because I mean, okay. So the theory of Albatross being half Icewing half sea wing i can get that my thing is what about anemone is it sort of just sea wings have different sorts of colorations because like sea creatures have a lot of sorts of colorations so is that just a sea wing thing is it just a royal family sea wing thing or is it just happen to be an anemone thing an albatross is half ice wing but it does make sense because i mean i think albatross was the first animus the sea wings had ever had and it totally makes sense for him to be half ice wing but then would lagoon and sapphire be half ice wing i'm not exactly sure i feel like i half think this had canon is right half don't and i'm not exactly sure if it's confirmed but i feel like there's a good chance that albatross's mother or father um had some sort of ice wing descent at some point like maybe their parents were ice wing or something like that and that's what caused the reaction of okay albatross became an animus and then also the other third and a half point why does animus magic only go to certain tribes from what we know of the ice wings might have been one of the only tribes that had it if we're talking about the headcanon slash maybe confirmed fact of albatross being half sea wing so that would lead to the sea wing the animus magic the ice wings and then night wings obviously their animus magic came from the ice wings and then sand wing animus magic i'm not exactly sure where that came from but there is a decent chance that it might have come from the night wings i mean ice wings because i mean they just border each other makes sense right so those are really the tribes that have animus magic or at least that have animus magic from what we know of so i'm honestly just curious why is the ice wing why do the ice wings have this animus magic do you guys have any theories if you do like if you've already left a review or leave a review i want to hear them because honestly this is more of a question but i feel like maybe it's because of something that happened in the scorching and this is why i'm so excited to get that book all about the scorching that's coming out in 2022 and if you're listening to this in the future in 2022 that's coming out the year you're listening to this too all right so that wraps up our discussion about animus magic so animus magic is basically the coolest superpower ever first of all <laughs> like i want it very badly I don't think it turns you evil. I think it's kind of what when you realize, okay, I can get back on this person who has done wrong to me. 
because I have this power, then it turns you evil. But in the case of Jeroboam's sake, no idea. I honestly don't know. I just feel like she's a... She might just be a bad person. I don't know what made her that way, but, like, I don't think something really happened there because... Oh! I have a theory, actually, but... That would be saved for another podcast. So if you guys want that, you know, you can get it. You can tell me that you want it, and I can deliver. And also... If you're telling me that you want it, why do you think it's only 13 tribes? Maybe I think the Ice Wings might not have had as much resources with Scorching, and the reason why the ice and the desert are so close is because of some sort of animus magic thing, I would guess. But I'm not exactly sure. I mean, there are so many possibilities. So before the guide says Scorching comes out, you know, you can comment it, and that will be really exciting. Okay, and then the note. So, thank you all again for 10,000 downloads. And because of this, we're going to be doing, like, I'm, well, I'm going to be doing a Q&A sort of thing. Basically, just ask me your questions about Wind of Fire. And also, if you want to know another fandoms I'm in, I'm in, like, Dragon Prince fandom. I love Dragon Prince. I like Avatar's Lost Day Render. I like um, Hamilton, obviously. I like a lot of things, actually. So, you know, you can ask me, um, yeah, oh yeah, and I'm also in, like, the Percy Jackson fandom, because, you know, Percy Jackson is cool, very cool. Um, well, anyways, or you can just ask me random questions, like, your favorite marsupial, because I have literally no idea. So, yeah, you could just ask me questions. And, um, or if you have any questions about OCs, because I can ramble about my OCs for literally ever, even though I try not to do that on this podcast. But if you guys want me to do it, I mean, I, I, I'm very happy to. Well, anyways, thank you all for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions, review them down below. And by someday, I'm not exactly sure when, I will make a podcast recording answering all of them. Or some of them, the ones that I see. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this podcast about Animus Magic. Like, what are your thoughts? Do you think it corrupts your soul just having the magic? Or do you think it's kind of like the choices you've made with the magic? And with Artic, personally, just a little side note before we finish. With Artic, I feel like it might have been something that happened within the six years. Um, that's the break between like the prologue and the Darkstalker Legends, or Burning and Darkstalker Legends. Because I think Diamond would have gone through some extreme measures to make sure that his son came back. Very extreme measures. Maybe not Anna's magic, but kind of just playing with his emotions a lot. And I feel like she has the capacity to do that. Well, like I said, I hope you enjoyed this podcast a lot. And I will see you on the next one. Bye!